Hey ladies, welcome to the Single Moms United podcast, where we cannot spell united without the letter U or Y-O-U. This podcast is designed to encourage and motivate the single mom. By no means is my feedback or my overview a a one-size-fits-all, but it's a one-size-fits-most as a single mom. You know, I've been where you're going, single mom, and I'm trying to pay it forward so that, you know, there are going to be challenges that come into your life. And it's not the time to panic. Not the time to panic. Don't panic like I panicked. (laughs) But it's the time to understand what some of those challenges are. And some of them you've already experienced. And now is a good time to say, what did I learn from that? So I can do better when that challenge arises again. And it'll be back around, trust me. It will come back. As an older single mom, one of my greatest issues surrounded finances. I mean, I was just horrible. But that's because I was never taught. And whose job is that? Well, as a parent, it's our job to teach our children, period, how to manage money. And it's never too early. That's the good news. It is never too early to start teaching your child or your children how to manage money. Even if you give them $5 a week, teach them how to use it appropriately. Because remember, at the end of the day, you're going to be setting them out to be on their own and navigating life like you're navigating life. Always helpful uh, when you're doing this navigating, have some type of tools available to help you get through it, right? Can you imagine a captain on a ship not having any tools and out there in the middle of the ocean trying to navigate? with nothing, guess what? He'll never reach his destination. Same with your children. Yeah, they're going to experience challenges and that's okay. But at least they know or have the tools to help navigate them through life, right? And so that's what this is all about today. I just want to talk to you a little bit about finances, especially, you know, New Year, new month, new week, this is your opportunity to consider some things. So let's talk about your credit. Do you know what your credit score is? What it represents? And if you don't know, single mom, this is the time to know. If you're still living at home with your parents, if you are out on your own, and maybe you do know your credit score, and that's awesome. You're already eight steps ahead. But if you don't, you need to understand what your credit score is and what it means as it relates to credit or obtaining credit. Because guess what? Reviewing your credit file is not only for to get credit, but it's also when you move. Your landlord may pull your credit report. Think about that. And not just them, anything that you're trying to do, or maybe you're trying to go back to school and you need to get a loan or this, that, and the other, or qualify for a loan, they're going to pull your credit. They need to know who they're dealing with. And that's what your credit report is. Your credit report, and let me say plural, credit reports, because it's three credit bureaus, and that's TransUnion, 
Experian, and Equifax. These are your three credit reports. Now, they each function differently, but they all house your personal information from your name and variations to your name, addresses, current and old, older addresses, phone numbers. All of that is on your credit file. Ask me how I know. I just got my credit file and I'm like, wow, look at all of this old stuff on here. (laughs) But it's important that you get a copy of your credit file and it's real easy. You just go to annualcreditreport.com. Again, annualcreditreport.com. Now, please don't Google that. Type that into your URL, okay, or your web address. It will come up and not other sites that may not be safe, okay? So make sure you're typing that in your URL. And just go in, put all the pertinent information that they're asking for, and you'll get your credit file back in like less than a minute, unless you have a lot of information. But it's pretty quick in coming back. And then you go through it and see what's on there. You just never know because identity theft is real. It is real, ladies. So don't take anything for granted. Definitely get a copy of your credit report and know what a good credit score is. And really 650 and above uh, is really what you would like to be at. If you're at an 800, then you're just golden. And I don't think many people are at an 800 unless they just don't use credit at all. And there may be a few folks out there that don't use credit at all, but even rich folks, (laughs) they use credit. They just use a lot more of it because they make more money. So definitely get a copy of it. And if you're looking at establishing credit or want to work on your credit, if you know someone that you can trust and they trust you, to become an authorized user on their account, that's one way you can build credit. If they pay their bills on time every month, don't miss a beat, and they have a good credit score, as an authorized user, that credit actually transitions. And I shouldn't say transition, but you can leverage that. You can leverage someone else's credit. Now, They may say, "Uh uh-uh, no, uh uh-uh, my credit's too good and I'm not willing to risk it. I don't want you calling in and doing this and doing that. Well, guess what? An authorized user has no authority in calling in, requesting anything off an account. An authorized user is not liable for that balance. See how sweet that is? They're not liable for the balance, but yet you can take advantage of someone else's credit as far as building your own. So for that person that says, no, I'm I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want you calling in. They can't. They can't. There's no way an authorized user can call in and do any form of maintenance on an account. Somebody say, well, what happens if they try to disguise and say, you're me and all of that? Um, There's two-factor authentication. And there's other authentication methods that are out there that will prohibit an authorized user getting any information off an account. So that's one way you can 
build or establish credit. The other is you can try to apply for a store credit card. You're more likely to get accepted for a store credit card. You know, it's only good at that store. So your credit doesn't have to be impeccable. Uh, generally, with Visa and MasterCard, your your credit has to be pretty dog, doggone good because they give you higher lines and so forth. And of course, you can use Visa, MasterCard, or Discover. Oh, and American Express, anywhere that they're accepted, right? So it's not just limited to a particular store. So they're a little harder to get, and that's okay, right? Because depending where you are, financially and your ability to manage finances, it's probably a good idea that you stay away from some of those MasterCards, Visa, American Express, and Discover. From my own knowledge of my past experience, you want to start small. Want to start small with just a store credit card. Depending on when they give you that card, you definitely want to not exceed a credit limit of like $300, especially you're trying to raise children, you're trying to build your credit. So you don't want a significant credit line because it becomes too enticing. That credit card should be used for emergencies only. With children, it's always, always going to be something. Every time you turn around, it's like... Now you need shoes. Well, wait a minute. What what about this? Oh, now you need lunch money. Or this is going on at the school. Oh my gosh, now I got to go buy this. Got to buy that. This credit card should be your backup plan for those days when those unexpected expenses arise. You know, now you have something to fall back on and you're not waiting until the beginning of the month. This is allowing you to have that backup plan when you need it. And also, I don't think many people know that you can change the due date. So guess what, ladies? If it's inconvenient for you to pay it a certain time of the month, you can call that credit issuer and ask them to change the due date. And a lot of people don't realize that. So they're trying to crunch everything and pay this and pay that. You don't have a lot of flexibility with other institutions, but with your credit card, you do. So you don't have to stick to the date that they gave you. So you can navigate that as well and ask them to change your due date. And what happens with that is now you don't have to worry about being late if it's just not a good date for you. You don't have to worry about being late because the fees are just insane now. 40 bucks late fee? Ouch, you don't need that kind of drama in your life, ladies. You do not need that kind of drama. So just keep that in mind that you can, number one, reduce the credit line that's convenient for you, will allow you not to go overboard, and then certainly change that due date. Another thing to consider, ladies, is as you are filing your income tax returns, I recommend you save at least 50% of your income tax return, at least 50%. Put it in a savings account. That is also your backup plan for those unexpected expenses and you're going to have them. 
You're going to have them. I'm sorry to tell you this, but now you have somewhere to go. You're not waiting on him or child support or or the monthly public assistance check and can't put two nickels together. Put at least 50% of your income tax return into a high-yielding savings account and only use it when you have that emergency right? Otherwise, you try to budget based on your living. What we often do and what I've often did, as soon as I got the money, oh my God, I needed this. I wanted that. And really, it was all about wants. It wasn't about need for me. And then at the end of the day, when those unexpected expenses came up, I didn't have any money because I went out and spent it on wants versus needs. So ladies, please do better than me. Put at least 50% of your income tax check in a high-yielding savings account and use it for your emergencies so you never have to feel like, oh my God, how am I going to make it? Or put you in a position to say, can someone help me? That That is a very uncomfortable position to be in. And then finally, create a budget. Ladies, it's so important. You be able to live within your means, right? There are just some things we can't afford. And so we shouldn't act like we can when we know we can't. Again, I'm guilty of that. Oh, let me go get this TV. Let me go get, knowing I already got a TV. Ladies, this is your opportunity to flip the page, have a fresh start related to managing your finances. And again, it starts with going out, getting a copy of your credit report, reviewing it for errors, understanding how to build your credit. Okay. Again, authorized user, store card. Those are the first steps to helping you increase your credit score. So when that time comes, whether you're moving or going back to school and it's time to pull a copy of your credit report, you're comfortable that there are no errors, you know where you are, and the likelihood of you getting approved for whatever you're adventuring out to do. All right, ladies, thank you so much for your time today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me some feedback. I would love to hear from you. You can go to singlemomsunitedpodcast.com And there's a survey at the top of the page where you can leave me some feedback. Or if you're on YouTube, my YouTube channel, uh, you can leave me some feedback there as well. Would love to hear from you. This podcast is designed to motivate and encourage you. And if you're getting encouraged, let me know. If you're not, let me know. Because I definitely want to tweak some things if I'm not achieving my goal with motivating you. Hey, I hope you have a good day. Encourage another single mom. Hug your children. Tell them you love them. There's just so much going on in this world right now, ladies. Let's not take anything for granted. Take care.